Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, what's going on? It's Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions, and a lot has happened in the 19 or 20 months since I talked to this duo from the Black Tones, they are twins, brother-sister pair. They are not in the same room anymore, but maybe they've gotten tired of each other over the past year and a half or so. Ava, Cedric Walker, some of the big names in Seattle music over the last couple, uh, over the last year and a half. You guys have like risen like quite a few steps, I feel like. But uh, and without any further ado, the Black Tones, how you guys doing? Kevin, just so I can just throw in there, like we don't live in the same room, but we do live in the same apartment complex. Really? Different buildings. So it's like the closest you could be to sharing the womb as adults. I oh my think God. it's pretty, it's pretty cheesy. It's yeah. That's exactly it's, it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, we, we can't be that far from each other. <laughs> Am I allowed to ask? I mean, I I, I don't want to, you know. Kevin, you can ask whatever you want. Are you guys up with any stalkers? But am I allowed to ask what neighborhood you guys reside in? Like what kind of what area of Seattle? How dare you ask that? No, (laughs) uh, we live in Columbia City. (laughs) Oh, nice. Awesome. I think I think I may have already asked you that. Anyways, um, guys, so. Dude, uh, first off, the year's coming to a close. You guys both do radio shows. Cedric, you do you do yours for Hollow Earth. What was the show again? Spaceship Radio, which is which was originally Eva's show that I was like the assistant on, and then she graduated to something as you're getting ready to mention here in a second, uh, a little bit more cooler i guess i don't know what else to say <laughs> wouldn't say cooler i would say as cool but on a bigger i don't know maybe it's cooler. i don't know whatever i think they're both really cool and i'm sorry i think i said ava you're eva yes but you know yes it, it's eva but uh you're kind of one of the only people in the world that i'm like kevin can call me whatever he wants we just love you man you can that- call me evil eva eva you can call me tom hanks you can call me whatever you want kevin all right. Well, I appreciate that, but I still am not going to give myself a pass. I got to be professional here. Ava. All right. Uh, and um, yeah, so so you guys both do sh- radio shows. Obviously, 
uh, Hollow Earth, and then KXP Audio Oasis. You've been going strong for what is this three years now? Yes, actually, awesome. yeah. Uh, it'll be about three and a half years. Good the uh, memory on that. Yeah, I hear you all over uh, uh, the documentary. Uh, my my boss Ryan Castle voiced uh, Breaking Waves of Seattle. You're all over that, talking about the Seattle music scene and how it inspired you. But um, my question for you guys. Uh, you guys both cover local music and, and stuff. What are some of your favorite albums of this past year? Some of your Ooh. favorite music, and it doesn't have to be local, but you know, yeah. If I'm some of your favorite stuff, I'm gonna start with local though. I have to say, um, Warren Dunes get well soon, man. Mm. They did a really great job with that uh, record, and they're still like they're they're close friends of mine, but uh, I don't want that to cloud any like judgment. Like they're literally, I mean, we're friends because I was like, they're amazing. I need to know them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're unlike any band I've ever heard. Um, so, uh, yeah, Warren Dunes and then Barrett Martin came out with a really cool, like sort of ambient sort of album, um, called still points. And he wrote kind of a whole, there's like a book that goes with it. It's this, it's this whole thing. And I was Barrett Martin is just not only a champion of the band, but just like all around great Northwest guy. Um, so I really like his record too. And duh, 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 duh. I just made my top 10 list for KEXP. So I'm trying to remember what I have on there. And I know I have those two on there. Um, but for some reason, I'm blanking on the other ones. There was a lot of cool North stuff that came out. Uh, you know, Trust, Trust Ledgers, which I, maybe mm -hmm. I'm being a little biased to, like they had a new single that they dropped. Uh, Eva, you would know better than me yeah, if they came they out have, with the album yet. I, I'm pretty sure Nieve. I think that was this year. Yeah, Nieve. That was that good. one's really good. And yeah. I think we heard them play that. We were doing something at Nectar, and they had like, was it Nectar? We heard yes, them like they do that. Yeah, that was, was awesome. Nectar. I'm pretty sure that came out this year. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I'm getting like. I, I was showing Eva because I came with Eva. I'm getting music from like these guys out of like Detroit and stuff. And it's kind of Motowny. Killer. I can't remember the name of the, the band because uh, I'm awful at remembering names. So forgive me. Me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had to bring up Black Ends too, just because. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a band Eva introduced me to as well. Like the just the the sound is like nothing I've ever heard before, uh, which is really, really awesome. Uh these are all people that I know too as well. So I'm just going to go ahead and admit that. I'm not going to sit. I try not to be biased, but I do know them and they're good people. Uh, I know it's hard to choose. Like, it's like, Hey, they're my friends, but they're also really, really good. And we're yeah, I know, right? because I was like, ah, can we know each other? I'm a fan. <laughs> so it's all genuine. <laughs> I, you know, you turned me on to, to black ends as well, Eva. Uh, and, and I said that right this time. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, you turned me on to Black Ends, and I gotta say, I went to Freakout Festival. Uh, uh, um, Cedric from King Youngblood got me in. Um, wait, Cameron. I'm sorry, Jesus. Cameron <laughs> from King Youngblood got me in, and uh, and I went and checked out uh, Nicole's other band, and it blew me away. I was just expecting maybe some indie rock, uh, and, and they're called like Rainbow Death Cult Coalition. Coalition. Yeah. I was just expecting some like, you know, pretty chill indie or something, you know, and and, and it was just straight up grindcore, hardcore. I was like, hell yeah, dude. This so, was I haven't seen them live yet. Oh, I want to see they them. They are so punk as dude. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> they they started a pit, man. 
That, that was is cool. awesome. Oh, yeah. That's how you know it went Maya down. Maya does <laughs> the front vocals, I believe, for for that group, right? Um, I'm pretty sure. I Maya's didn't know a, anything about him. Yeah, <laughs> Maya is a fantastic singer, um, musician. I'm pretty sure she fronts the Rainbow Death Coalition. I feel like there's a fourth word in there. It's like Rainbow Something Death Coalition. It feels like it should be Unicorn, but I don't think it's right. Um, <laughs> so we covered some of the albums of 2021, um, but but I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, just like, you know, so when we originally had you guys in the studio, you guys were going to go down to South by Southwest. You had this big tour ready, but then obviously things pivoted. You guys um, did some live stream concerts. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. But then and- you guys were some of the first out the gate with uh some big outdoor shows you did the big boeing show the sh- show at the boeing hangar uh which i gotta ask what was that what was the energy like at that at the uh, like one of the first big outdoor concerts in seattle must have been really really cold <laughs> oh all right cold no it, it was, was a so blast <laughs> it was like it got to like 32 degrees by the time oh, we got on and uh and the funny part is just like everyone was still out there mm-hmm. ready to listen to music. So like you could tell people were hungry and I know, and maybe Eva will tell the story better than me, but like Eva had this whole outfit ready and she just, just like, no, it's not going to happen. And she tells the comes out and tells the crowd, like I had an outfit, but I'm going to wear this cause I'm freezing. Yeah. And everyone was just like, yes, we can relate. Absolutely. It's cold as out here. You know, like, so it was, it was it was real. It was something we all wanted. It, like the crowd was like hungry, but mm-hmm. we all realized that it was March in Seattle. It was like, oh God, like maybe maybe we could have waited till like June. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the audience energy was still really great. They got up and they danced and they were out there for the whole show because there was even an opener. And I mean, they stayed for everything. Mm-hmm. They had their like blankets on, their hats, their big jackets, their hand warmers, and they were out there to support. And it was, I'm just so thankful for the crowd out there. I was like, this is our show, you guys. Like you guys, like like all of us, you know, yeah. the crowd and, and the band. Uh, it was, they made it incredible. <laughs> so that was, you know, kind of the launch off point for what became like the summer of Black Tones here in the Northwest. You guys were all over the place playing tons of big festivals. It seemed like every weekend you guys were playing something big or you know, you guys flew out uh, for a couple big shows uh, down in San Francisco. And then what are some of the other places you guys played uh, over the past year? Um, During this week, uh, we did Oakland and we played Tree Fort for the first time. We were supposed That's to play right. it when it happened and, you know, it, it was postponed. So we finally got to Idaho and Tree Fort was great. Uh, right. That was really fun to play. Awesome musicians. We got to headline one of the venues there. Um and we jumped out the bend as well uh yeah oregon some places in oregon and we're going back to oregon we're gonna do like this mini tour actually coming up we're doing um uh spokane with django and then portland with fishbone and then uh, it's gonna end at the paramount theater for the nirvana um viewing of the the nirvana the movie of the nirvana playing at the paramount 30 years ago Hosted by Nirvana's own friend, Marco Collins. That's right. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's right. You guys are playing with Nirvana. You know somebody else said that. Charles Cross. I talked to Charles R. Cross today. Yeah. uh, Or yesterday. You're opening for Nirvana. He's 
he said the same thing. Yeah. He's like, doesn't it feel like you're opening for Nirvana? I was like, I never thought about that. I just kind of saw it as like honoring Nirvana. I didn't yeah. see it as like playing with them. I was like, that's super sweet. Yeah. And like, that's cool to, to think about it that way. Um, but I didn't, I didn't even think of it like that until Charles mentioned it yesterday. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I think it'd be funnier <laughs> if the, they played it before you guys so that Nirvana was opening for you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the way it should be, to be, yeah, maybe, to be honest. Like, hey, uh, we have to delay our set. Can you just play the movie first and we'll play right after? <laughs> I mean, nostalgia's cool and all, but Black Tones is what's going on right now in 2021. <laughs> and we're actually uh, going to have um, Craig Montgomery, who originally was Nirvana's sound guy for a lot of their shows, hmm. I think from 89 to 93 or 94. Um, he did the sound for that Paramount uh, show that Nirvana did 30 years ago. And he actually reached out to me and said, Hey, um, I worked with Nirvana. I actually did the sound, um, in that movie and I would love to be your front of house for the Paramount show. And so I looked him up to make sure it was all legit. And of course it was. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely. We would be honored. That would be amazing. I was like, and like, you should be there. Not like you could be there. Like you should Craig Montgomery should be there. Yeah. <laughs> so we're really glad to have him part of the Black Tones crew for this show. That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm glad that they have uh, a current band playing because and and, uh, and and no shade to, you know, like I love the the Nirvana and the Allison Chains and the Soundgardens and all of that stuff. But nostalgia can only get you so far and you have to realize there is a current crop of amazing, talented artists. And, and I've always been of the belief that the most important music is the music that's being made today and and mm -hmm. and you can see today and 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 you could feel and touch you know um so Absolutely. i think it's cool that they have you know an actual like current band it's not not throwback yeah you know shout out to stg they've been very very good to us and we really appreciate them for thinking of us for this that's awesome so i had to notice um did you guys add a member or two to the band are you know, uh, man, Kevin, we cannot keep bass players for some reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, we have a, I don't know, we've got a, they don't, I don't know what it is, but we <laughs> are now joined by our good friend, Brandon, who goes by Ezekiel Lords. Killer. Who is nine, my, our newly adopted older brother. Awesome. <laughs> we've kind of disowned the other one, mm -hmm. the blood one. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Brandon's our new older brother. And he's just an amazing bassist. And uh, he he now plays with us. And then sometimes I'll put my husband, Jake, on keys because mm -hmm. I have we've been writing more songs in the studio where I'm like, man, I want organ here. or I want keys here. And then sometimes I want that in the live show. So Jake will learn keys part. But Jake is actually also a bassist. So it's really? also helpful to like we're a family band. You know, Jake's my husband. It's like if Brandon can't do a gig, Jake sits in and does it. So we have two ideal bass players right now. One I'm married to and one that's like a very, very good friend of ours. And so we just kind of go between those two and we're like, okay, this is hopefully the final lineup, the four of us. <laughs> nice. Well, okay. So you, you brought it up. So I have to ask, you said in the studio. So, which, which me, leads me to wonder have you guys been working on a new album, working on recording anything? Are we allowed to discuss that? Or is there a new material possibly coming out in 2022? I don't know. Even you said it. 
the other day. Like, I don't know how much we can say. I mean, we got a really cool release coming up, I guess, uh, next year sometime. I guess that's the safest way to put it, which is like obvious, right? Because it's December. But uh, you shared a picture of Jack and Dino. That's all I know. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, I guess that's all I can say right now. I don't know. Like, I, I, God, I'm never good at these things either. Yeah, I don't know, uh, know what the rule is. We're we're so easy that we're like we don't know what the rule is. With like you can't <laughs> open cafe, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got like a A and B side single that's going to be coming out, cool. and we're very very excited about it. And we were in the studio, uh, two different studios actually. Uh, we worked with Jack and Dino and Don Farwell of Earwig, and um, we have two songs. And one features a really cool lady. I could probably say who the feature is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, one the B side features like some vocal riffing, backing vocals from this lady named Edna Holt, who was one of the backup singers for the Talking Heads, and she's in the movie Stop Making Sense. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, she's on the B side of the single, and so we're super excited. And I think that's as much as we can. Yeah, say. we don't know the rule. <laughs> okay, so can I ask? Is it going to be self released? No. No. <laughs> like, 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 no. Like yes, as in yes, you can ask it, and no, it won't be self-released. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but we, but we haven't like. No, no, no. Like, I can I say we haven't like, signed any. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have like a. Yeah, we haven't like signed the thing or yeah, anything. Still, but, still no. indie, still indie for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, um, we're someone's releasing it. <laughs> All I will say is that the album is now, you know, a few years old now. You guys have done a ton of shows. All I can assume is that something's coming. So the, I'll just put that out there is fans of the Black Tone, Black Tones, there will be stuff coming out soon, I, I'm assuming. And, and they said, uh, you know, uh, uh, A side, B side, and I'm assuming probably more from there. So we'll just, you know, keep our ear to the street as far as, yeah, you know, we, we definitely, we want to strategize in a way where you know we want to make what music we want record whatever we want but um we're not really into like putting so much stuff out all the time we're super just like hey we'll put it out when it's ready to, to be put out you know we don't really follow any algorithms like put a record out a year put a, we're just kind of like just, you know if you want to stick around and mm-hmm. and you hear something then cool you stuck around and you heard it but um we don't like we don't like to feel the pressure of like quotas. We're kind of like because then I feel like that's where the soul kind of gets lost in some of the music. Unless you're someone who just can push out songs like crazy, like no other. So you just have to keep releasing albums like all power to you. That's awesome. But you don't um, need to be on that that record label touring cycle. Put out a record, then tour, then put out a record. Just yeah, it's yeah. We're more into I think wanting to tour more off cool. of what we have, and then new stuff yeah. that probably isn't recorded yet. Um, because there's a whole world who still hasn't heard our freaking set that everyone in Seattle's heard two thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, so we don't really like follow like. And, and being indie, you have the freedom to not like have any quotas. You can you can release it how you see fit, and then also put in the the love. Because some musicians work slower than others, some writers work yeah. slower than the writers. You know, so we kind of just go at the pace that feels good. Until I don't know, maybe someone swoops us up, some label, and is like, "You gotta put this out now." Like, okay, right. <laughs> but right now, now here's we're, the like, quota. <laughs> our freedom of <laughs> when we want to put it out. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I, I have a couple questions then as far as, you know, you, you mentioned that you love, you want to focus more on like playing out and touring and, and getting, you know, people out there that haven't seen your set. Uh, what are some places you'd like to tour now with the world opening up? Obviously, it seems like plans, you know, change and bar- uh, borders close every week or so. But, you know, if things in, in a perfect world, what were some places you would love to go and play? Uh, I just I want to go to the UK and Japan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really bad. Um, and as far as the US, like New York, um, Atlanta, um, we have like a two week tour plan. That's like mostly on the West coast that's cool. happening next year. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I want to go to Europe and, and play some rock and roll in Germany and England and, yeah. you know, those folks love classic rock and roll sounds. <laughs> Cedric, what about yeah, you? I'd have, to, I'd have to, you know, echo this, those same sentiments like Europe, Asia, uh, you know, all over the world, really like, uh, Obviously, uh, you know, back east, uh, down south, as Eva mentioned, uh, I'd love to go to South America, too. Like, uh, you know, anywhere down there, I, I feel like would be a blast to go and play. Uh, so the the short answer is all around the world. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You know, like, and collaborate with, like, artists from around the world. Like, I think Nigeria has some of the best music in the world. I love to collaborate with, like, Nigerian rock bands, you know. Stuff like that, and there's a lot of everywhere, everywhere. And we had, uh, I had met, I had met a uh, an African artist uh, when Eva and I got a chance to go to the Latin Grammys a few weeks ago, mm. and he was saying basically what he was saying. He's like, "Yeah, if you make it in Nigeria, like you conquered the continent of Africa, and so like Nigeria is where all the like." you know, big, big top African talents at, you know, and so that would be awesome to just to get into that, into that, uh, into that like music world over there, that scene. I like that you say scene and not market because market sounds so capitalistic, but you know, it's like, (laughs) I got to open up the market, you know, it's like, It, it is a term, but you know, I seen is a lot, seen is a lot cleaner, you know, it's a, yeah, yeah, it was dirty. Um, <laughs> we're definitely artists i don't even know you could probably count on two fingers the amount of times we've probably ever said market like nice. i don't say that very much you don't say a town or b town tertiary markets and stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay so you guys have both um been in the in the um you know in the spots where you've now kind of rubbed shoulders with some of your heroes uh, playing shows with them, uh, probably going to like parties and stuff or, you know, and, and having them on your radio shows and, and whatnot. What's been a moment where you kind of had to pinch yourself and be like, bro, what? Like I'm, I'm hanging out with so-and-so like, has there been any of those? Cause there's been a couple for me where like, I was like, um, what was it? They do Motley Zoo, you know, Motley Zoo f- animal rescue. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. those back at a KSW painting the grass. And I was just like hanging out with like Rob zombie. And I was like, bro, what? <laughs> like, you know, like that was, that was a specifically like a, like a what? So for you guys, what's been a moment where you're, you're, you're just like pinch me now. This is, or like my 13 year old self would be in my pants. Yeah. Um, mine's is like probably kind of dorky, but, uh, and I'm going to mention two very quick ones. Um, 
I got to talk to Herb Alford. Yeah, uh, saw that. And I got to talk to him on the phone. And during the interview, he played his trumpet with a mute on it. And he's like, I wake up every morning doing this. And I clipped it and made it my ringtone. But I was just like, oh, my God, I'm hearing her on my trumpet. I can't believe it. That's so <laughs> cool. Like, and then um, when I talked to Mike McCready on the phone, mm. uh, he told me that the first time he heard the key of black, he was floored. And I was like, oh. one of my songs did that to you. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, those were two like really dorky um, pinch me. I can't believe that's happening moments. <laughs> I would, I would say I actually shared this one the other day where, uh, and it, I guess it's also cheesy and we're a family band. So sorry, but we had played, we opened for Mavis Staples and I was backstage with her and, you know, she's the singer of the Staples singers. And, oh yeah. I actually, you know, she, uh, I, uh, we played, I'll take you there right at the beginning of my wedding. That's like, I walked out to, you know, and, uh, she goes, Hey, how you doing sugar? And like, I totally blew it. Cause you know, I'm just thinking like, this is what my mom used to play and stuff. Yep. And I just kind of look at her and I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I'm like staring at her. And after a while, security's like, okay, we're going to give Mavis some space now. And I was like, I just ruined it. Like, I didn't even say anything. I just went like, uh, uh, and she just kind of looked at me like I was a mute or something. It was pretty bad. But I was, like, starstruck, right? Because it's, like, someone I heard as a kid, and here I am as an adult. Like, so I, I didn't think I was going to get starstruck, but I did. It was it was incredible. You know, we, I thought you were going with that story. I thought you were going to say she hit on you, which would be really funny and awesome. <laughs> I mean, maybe she was. Maybe that's what the sugar was. You know, I don't yeah. know, but... I just didn't know. You tend to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just I'm like, in the presence ah. of greatness. And yeah, your mom's exactly. like, your mom's like, should have gotten me an autograph. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys talking about like being in the presence of greatness and, and all that stuff? And then also, you know, touring the world must be pretty cool to see the, the homie Aaron Jones opening up for the fucking rolling stones. Yeah, that's insane. That I was, was so insane. Happy. I was so happy. I felt like, like I got the news. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know when you're you're so happy for someone. Mm -hmm. Like I think I was like smiling the rest of the day after I saw the post. I was just like, yeah. for some reason life is good. And this is not happening to me. Yeah. Like I was just like so. <laughs> he deserved it. He deserved it so much. Aaron's worked so hard mm -hmm. so, for so long. Um, I was thrilled, thrilled. Um, and actually, uh, before he left this last time, right, he's, he's I think, went to Europe. Oh, yeah. He's for, over, he was over in France uh, posting yeah, some, he was in some France. delicious he, food he was eating. He, he sent me a text and was like, hey, come over to my house I, while I'm in town at six. I'll be here. And I, I think he was like, like bring Cedric and Jake or whatever. Like he was having a get together and I was like six. So I didn't even get to like <laughs> see him after the stones thing. Cause oh. I would have been like, tell me about the stones. Right. Um, so I didn't get to see him before he left this last time, but it was nice that, you know, he was still thinking of us and stuff, but uh, I'm so freaking proud of him. I just, and this was long overdue. Like he should oh, be yeah. open for the stones seven times over like he's he's worked so hard and i'm just i was so happy and uh, like kind of what eva's saying it's like you, you watch somebody work so hard and 
put so much of their effort and in, in blood and sweat and you know i think on top of being happy for him you, it, you look at it and you're like you know what i'm working hard too and it gives you hope because mm-hmm. you see somebody who you know came from where you're at and you're like oh yeah like this is what it's all about like this guy's just busting his ass and i've been busting my ass too like and one day i can get so you're, you're just happy to see kind of the the uh uh, the results of his hard work and you know that you know yours is is not too far to and follow should, so it, it's nice that should drive the seattle musicians here and especially him oh, being yeah. a black rock musician it was just like i think that's why i was so happy i think that's why i was smiling yeah there's stuff. a lot of like, pride behind yeah, it, we can all do this there's a lot of there's a lot work. of pride behind this yeah, yeah it's like you just gotta work so i was i was just happy to see that result for him and again that that gives you hope really seeing that that man, I, uh, it's, it's awesome seeing him up on those stages with that, that filthy hat, you know, that, that, that <laughs> trademark hashtag filthy hat, man. And it's awesome, dude. It's like, it's for as much, uh, you know, like kind of corny stuff comes out on mainstream and like on like major labels, you see something like that and you just go, yes, something is right here. And right. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned how awesome it is to see like a black rock musician from Seattle and stuff. And, and, and I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I do have a question based on, you know, something that he said in breaking waves, um, the, the audio series. And, and I was curious if this is something that is also kind of like a, kind of a, something you've ever experienced where he said that, you know, he doesn't consider himself a blues artist, but because he's black, people will always be like blues rock. And yeah. is that, is that something that happens <laughs> to y'all? We, yeah. we had somebody and some, we had somebody try to call us world rock one time because they didn't want to call us rock and roll. It's like, no, we're just rock and roll. Yo. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell is world rock? Like Yanni uh, is world rock. I think yeah. mix tapes. Yeah, no, it's not. And it's like it, it's like they are not Afrobeat. I'm sorry. Yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly right. That's it. And it's like. They try to beat around the bush, and it's like, yeah, nah, it's just rock and roll, man. And they, That's all it is. We, we, I mean, for years it was it was blues funk or blues R and B or funk R and B or blues. You know, blues would come before, like all of that would just call would, us a gangster rap group. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, call, yeah, yeah. What you just, just call say us what you really want to say? Yeah, yeah. Like, why don't you just call us Public Enemy? You know, like, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> And it's like, and I would say like, we're, we just play rock and roll. I love blues, uh, yeah. old turn of the century blues. And I mentioned that that's an influence, but we're playing rock and roll music. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not, I mean, we're like, we're, we're Way not, more grunge than blues. You know? Yeah. And I mean, we're, uh, I mean, we're like, and I'm not trying to compare ourselves to them because they're huge, but you know, speaking of the Rolling Stones, the rock and roll we play is not much different than the style of the Rolling Stones because it is like, you know, blues influence and that's why I call it rock and roll but it's like, we're not playing uh, we're not I don't know, we're not we're not funk blues like people will call us and Jake interviewed George Clinton and George Clinton said they start going, one of the reasons they start going by, you know, identifying as a funk band is because white rock radio stations wouldn't play them as a black rock band. Mm. And you listen to albums like Maggot Brain. I mean, come on, it's freaking rock and roll music, you know, like there's some wall, whatever. And like, there's definitely some funk vibes in uh, funkadelic stuff. 
uh, of course, but there's also just some rock and roll records mixed in with there, you know? Um, And so, yeah. And and now people call us a rock band and a rock and roll band, but we had to earn it, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. You had to, you had to make sure you had to like prove that you were, you know, worthy (laughs) of the rock and roll mantle. Yeah. I guess we had to sign some contract and give some blood. And then they decided we were a rock and roll band. (laughs) Yeah, well, ha- have you either of you ever seen that movie Ghost Town? I don't think so. I have. Uh, no. Oh, there's this terrible. Okay, so like when I hear the word blues rock, I always think of there's this like really. So there's this um, there's a actor in there who who's like loves old old blues, and this guy this girl brings him to a blues club, and on stage is this blues band, and they're this like Creed sounding band called Blues Hammer. <laughs> And they're just the cheesiest thing ever. Oh, so, I've heard of Blues Hammer. Yeah, so isn't Creed like Christian hammer. rock or something? It's terrible. When I yeah, whenever I think of blues rock, I always think of Blues Hammer. I've Look up Blues Hammer on YouTube. That that is so fun. Yeah, well, I think I mean like, and you know, take this with a grain of salt. I mean, the Ramones are were more blues rock than we are. They were playing yeah. the blues just like you know at freaking one hundred and fifty beats per minute. Yeah. <laughs> Local blues rock band, the Black Tones, getting big. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. So um, I, I am curious about. Uh, so one question that I, I do like to um, kind of ask a lot of musicians during this, you know, pandemic time. It's been a, it's not hard to imagine a day, um, you know, based on, you know, whatever. Yeah. Maybe not seeing friends, maybe not. And this was obviously before you were could go out and play shows and stuff during the time where you know you were you were very much inside and not really able to go out and um, be around people and maybe had like crappy days uh what's what's an album that can get you through a a crap day you can put on your headphones whether it be an album that gets your aggression out an album that makes you smile an album that makes you cry just an album that you can go back to and 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 get put you in a in a good spot and uh, Cedric, let's start with you. We're always starting with Eva. Let's start with you, Cedric. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, like, I found myself actually going back into my, like, R&B feel because, oh, you know, Seattle's cloud. Yeah, totally, man. Drinking brown liquor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. I'm just picturing you, like, genuine in that music video. <laughs> I, you know, maybe that, maybe I shouldn't have pictured you yeah. like that, but, you know. And there's this band called Child that I ran into. And they're like this kind of synthetic soul band. Kind of very, very alternative too, though. And they just kind of put me in a really kind of like smooth mood. Mm. You know what I mean? I was like, I can kind of like glide Child? through the day. Yeah, it's called Child. I think they're out of like LA. Oh. They're not like super huge, but they're like... They're, I mean, they're obviously bigger than us, but they're not like mainstream yet. I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't know exactly where to kind of put them at, but uh, they're they're pretty good. It's a band that I ran into, and I just I fell in love with during the pandemic. By yeah. actually, yeah. So, grown it. That's the vibes. Grown and sexy vibes. Right on. That's right. Well, you know, I was, I, you know, married and kids, so you know, yeah. I, I have a different vibe in my house. <laughs> Eva over here is just rocking out to some freaking punk rock and dancing around. <laughs> you are going to laugh when I tell you what my go-to record is. It's okay. Herb Alpert in the Tijuana Brass, Whipped Cream, and Other Delights. It's my favorite record of all time. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Awesome. Yes, that I go to that easily almost every time. Um, every song on there is perfect, and it, it reminds me of my grandparents. Uh, but I love the like late sixties. Um, I don't know Latin jazz like music. It's yeah. just so good. <laughs> and you got to talk with him, so yeah. So oh, that yeah. was like the icing on the cake. It's like ah. Um, so yes, uh, the off quite the opposite of punk rock in a way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, the next Black Tones album is going to be a blues rock focused <laughs> album that mixes Herb Alpert with Child, featuring right. genuine, <laughs> featuring genuine. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just making myself cringe over here. So, guys, 2022, <laughs> uh, what can we expect? Some some more touring and you know at least uh at least uh A and B side, at least a couple songs at least. Yes. At, yes. at minimum. Um, at minimum. Yeah. Nice. But definitely like we we are a live show band. We love performing live, so just a lot of touring likely. Um we like being in the studio, it's fine, la 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 la. But yeah. uh, I think also why we don't push a bunch out is just because we're always like wanting to just play live. We just wanna like that is like where I get my high and my energy from is, is live. Well, I know tomorrow you're playing the Merkwood, but obviously this inter- interview is going to go up after that. So uh, last week you played at the Merkwood. Um, do you have any big shows coming up here in Seattle area or around the Northwest that we like we should promote? Um, yeah, you know, of course the Paramount show happening on December 12th, um, but we're excited to be in Portland and excited to be playing with Fishbone. That's very, very exciting. Um, and, uh, like that lucky you in Spokane the lucky you day in before. Spokane. Yeah. yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And we have like, a, I mean, this is further in the year, like a, like I said, like a two week tour date of the West coast. And I don't even have all of the locations yet, but, um, yeah, I think after the holidays, you know, it'll kind of be like calmer and then it'll, you know, I don't think there's much in January, at least not that I can think of. Um, I I do have some of the cities in my head if you want me to spit them out real quick. But I know it's like Bellingham, uh, Tacoma, Olympia, Portland, either Ben, Medford or Eugene. Uh, then we'll hit up um, Sacramento. We'll hit up, I think it's San Jose. And then we'll hit up. San Francisco, Oakland. Actually, after Sacramento, we'll run over to Reno, come back into California, and then hit up Oakland, San Francisco, LA, San Diego. And I may have missed a city, but those are some of the places we'll be hitting up. West Coast Road Dogs. That's right. Up and oh, down yeah. the five. Y'all got a you got a, <laughs> you guys got a, a tour van? Or are you gonna be renting I'm one? Not, we're probably gonna rent something. Cool. Uh so we'll see. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, sorry. You guys are on the, the bus level now. You guys got a big ass bus. <laughs> we have a very reliable man right now. Okay. All right. Cool. It's actually called the Dadalac. The nice. Dadalac. Yeah. Grown and sexy Dadalac vibes. I like Thank it. you. That's yeah. right. Nothing but genuine the entire ride. No. Oh, man. <laughs> D'Angelo. Yep. Uh, so Paramount, December 12th playing with the little band kind of obscure called Nirvana. Um, I think they'll get pretty big. We'll see after you guys open for them. 
Um, and uh, yeah, any any final words you, uh, for Loud Local in the Northwest before we let you go? Thanks for being so supportive and amazing, Seattle. You're wonderful. Yes. And Kevin, Thanks. love you dearly. Love you too. That's what I was going to say. Shout out to you, Kevin. <laughs> yes, I got it right again. Look at me doing my job. Hey, right let's Thanks, talk guys. Too. Yes, we got to go see Ethan HD. Shout out Ethan HD. Ethan. Heck yeah. Right on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.